Hello, and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Dan. And I'm Matt, and I'm stuck in a time loop again. It's like this podcast just keeps going on and on and on. <laughs> it's like we can't get out of hosting this podcast. We try different stuff every episode, and it never works. We can't end it. We don't know how. We see corpses lying around. <laughs> Our own corpse. Hey, also, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Slash Filmcast, a really awesome movie podcast that they, I was really like honored that they asked me to guest on to review Mortal Kombat this last week. So check that out. It's a, it was a really, really fun time. Let's talk Returnal. A couple of us have been playing it. Dan hasn't played it yet. Nope. Um, This is me. This is a game. I want you guys to, to get me to buy it before the podcast is over. Go. Do you like Doom? Okay, so. Okay, it kind of made me emotional you... sick. This this won't make emotion. This is third person, so it'll help a lot. Do you right, like Mass right. Effect Andromeda? Uh, yeah, I never played it. Fucking Christ, Dan! What the? Fuck? <laughs> Do you like time loops? I like the movie Looper. Okay, that's you it. You have to ask one question. Do you like Hades? I love Hades. It's like it's my so favorite game. Like that. <laughs> I was talking about. <laughs> Uh, mm. Online, I, I, I heard a lot about how hard this game is, Returnal, and how it's like punishing, difficult, and I just, it, it was a real turnoff. It's a real turnoff for me. I didn't, I didn't like that. But then I heard it was like a roguelite, and that was like, oh, don't tell me more. And I just kept kind of going back and forth with whether I like this game or not. And I, I asked you guys, I put it out on Twitter, and I did not get any helpful, helpful tips on like whether I would like it or not. I said in my tweet... I love Hades, Rogue Legacy, etc. I don't like Souls games. Well, if you're me listening to this, I don't think this is like Souls like at all. Yeah, I was just going to say is... that's why you didn't get anything helpful back is cuz none of what you said is applicable to this game. People were comparing it. I, I think I heard some people compare it to that. But anyway, uh Oh, I'm not blaming I've... you. I I'm sure yeah. that's something you read on some stupid sure. game journalist <laughs> website. Gosh, Whoa, they that's... don't know how to play video games. No. Hey, no. that's Tone it back a bit. I was a game journalist once, you know. Wait, really? Were you? Mm-hmm. You right, were tell me, not. Okay, now, now we have to stop and, and ex, uh, explore this. Okay. Tell me, tell me more about this. Well, uh, so my buddy who I was going to college with, James Stevenson, he was an actual uh, games journalist. He was writing for some magazine or something. I don't know. Website. And uh, and he, he, he works for Insomniac now. He's like on their marketing team. Um Anyway, he had too many games, and he didn't want to write stuff for all these games. Were you ghostwriting for him? No, it was my name. Is that the right use of... Oh. Yeah, it was my name on these, but these were like the games that he didn't want to play, I think. And he was kind kind enough to give them to me to to play and review instead. Uh, The ones I remember... Example. Okay. Uh, Some pretty good games. Red Faction, I wrote a review for. Ooh, love Red Faction. Uh, Alien vs. Predator, which was pretty good. That game ruled. Yeah, the multiplayer was amazing. I gave it a great review. Um, mm-hmm. also, in, in what publication? I can't remember. Look, if you do a search for Dan Wyland and then Alien vs. Predator, uh, it might come up. It might be out there <laughs> it might somewhere. Come up. I, but then there was also some pretty bad ones. I did a review for a Dusk Till Dawn game that was like Ooh. really, really, really mm. rough. And in my review, I trashed the movie Dusk Till Dawn too because I didn't like it. Oh no! I know. It's a, Sorry, it's a good movie. Well, at the time, I didn't care for it. Um, 
And then I, uh, oh, uh, Arcanum was another game I reviewed that it was really actually quite a good game. Anyway, hmm. there's a bunch of them, and my reviews are probably poorly written and overly flowery in their language. I don't know. So there is a uh, there is a 1999 Alien versus Predator game. Is that the one we're talking about? Because that game was awesome. It was. I still have that disc, by the way. That I, I have no way of playing. I'm almost I'm almost positive I do too. Yeah, I have a big binder of my old like Doom shareware like disc, like all these old computer discs. Like Is XCOM. it a blue binder? No, it's a black binder. Shit. Why did I thought we were stuck in a time loop and you were an alternate version of me? You have a blue binder full of discs. Yeah, it's got Alien vs Predator. It's got Unreal Tournament. Uh, I think it's it's got a bunch of Half Life Uh, discs. Uh, It's got all kinds of great shit in there. Let's Mech Warrior Mercenaries is in there. These are all good. Uh, Let's talk about Returnal. Uh, So, so (laughs) this is a game that I was wary of, but I end up really loving. Uh, The where do I begin? Uh, it has a lot of different systems, all of which work really, really well together. Um, the combat is amazing. It's, it's something that I wish a lot of games did, especially Dark Souls, which I don't like because I don't understand it. Um, what this game basically does is like really, really telegraph uh, the, the attacks because not, like 90% of all enemies' attacks are projectiles. And pretty slow moving projectiles for the most part. There's some that are like laser fast ones and shit like that. Um, So what this is very similar to like boss battles. Like I know, you know, Astro's playroom, uh, Dan, even like the boss that we played in, it takes two kind of is like this a little bit where it'll paint the floor with all these sort of like warning markers and then like things will rain down or like stuff like that. And so the basic level combat of this game is kind of like that. It's like enemies charge up the attack Everyone has individual patterns. Um, some of them spread out things in a sort of like certain angle of spread. Some of them create these giant walls of like projectiles. It's really, really cool. But it, in some ways, it's kind of a weird reference, but it reminds me of the tank sections in the uh, Arkham Knight games. Only because of like the... It's all about the battlefield positioning and, and awareness. Like on the minimap in the corner, it shows you at all times where the enemies are. That's like... Uh, it doesn't try to hide. It doesn't try to like do a Call of Duty thing where it's only when they make noise or whatever. It's because it wants you to know where everything is and it wants you to react to them and just play the battlefield. And it kind of like Doom. That's why Matt brought up Doom. It really is a lot like Doom where you're it's all about going from enemy to... Yeah, positioning, working mm. the enemy, choosing your targets. Um, if you get surrounded in this game, you're fucked. That's, that is yeah, what you, I have discovered because... While, while, like you said, the, everything is telegraphed really well, but if that telegraph is behind you and you get hit by it, you're like, the, the, the punishment for getting hit is pretty severe in this game. And while like, while it won't take a ton of health off of you, there's other side effects to getting hit by by stuff like the whole adrenaline system, like resets your adrenaline to zero. Um, and the fact that healing up is so hard that one hit, even though it's not doing too much to your health, that stuff stacking up over the course of like three hours, of course, it's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, they, that's a interesting point too, because it's, it's difficult. Like I, I guess I, I, it is punishing in a certain way, but it's not punishing in a way that I typically don't like in games. 
um, like that that adrenaline system. It's kind of like think of it a, of a Call of Duty kill streak or something like that. Like every three enemies, you get a buff, and so you kill uh, fifteen enemies. That's your max buff level. Each buff gives you like uh, stronger, you know, quicker active reload or um, easier active reloads or uh, more melee damage, like stuff like that. And actually, the second one is one of the more useful ones where you can see indicators of enemies through walls. So you, it's like Call of Duty where like if you get the kill streaks and the buffs, like it's going to help you, but it's very possible to still win without them. I mean, it's a lot, it's harder, but it's like not all or nothing. So it's not a one shot kill you deal. Like it is in some other sort of like brutally punishing games. You have health. It's just other ways to make it like a, a punishment, which are, aren't as bad. I don't think. Danish, what's the best gun combination of perks that you've gotten so far? That's tricky because I'm still, I don't know what my favorite gun is yet. Um, so I have, I'm still kind of trying them all. Um, I've been getting the shotgun a lot. Um, the, the one that arcs, like the art, um, the Order is 1886, like arc lightning gun. Like that one's a pretty cool. Well, that's fire. A, that's an alt fire. Yeah, yeah. That can show yeah, up yeah. on anything. Or are you just talking about a regular just perk? this? Okay. Here's, here's the, here's the fucking, okay. So I, I, I did really well yesterday and I'm very yeah. excited about this gun combo <laughs> that I found. It is a yeah. gun that the bullets will seek to the enemy. And yeah. the combination of perks I got was when the bullet hits an enemy, it will fire shrapnel out in all directions. So those, the shrapnel can hit other enemies, but the initial bullet, once it hits the first enemy will then seek out a second enemy and I'm pretty oh, sure shit. that it would do like the double shrapnel perk. So if there was yeah. a cluster of enemies, it was just like madness, and all of their health bars went That's down. Awesome. It was the best thing ever. I I uh, I beat the first half of the game with that gun, and I refused to put it down. There were other guns that were way like leveled yeah. up higher than it. And I was like, no, this is killing everything. <laughs> uh, so Dan, this is exactly why I I compare this to Hades because Hades has the gift from the gods, yeah, like buffs for each your thing. So like. There's a very similar one that like Zeus has where it'll arc lightning from mm-hmm. the, your one enemy to the next and stuff. So it's exactly like Hades where you can have a run where you get awesome combination of perks for a gun you have. And so, and also like Hades, th- they telegraph what the room is going to be. So like when you walk up to a door, if it has a little like star above it, you know, it's like this, uh, oh, you know, God. A- enemy wave room. Those rooms. Or if you... You have like main objectives, you have side objectives, all of them are telegraphed. So you can choose like, oh, okay, I don't want to hit that room right now. Like nothing's a surprise. Everything's, everything in the game is like tactical. Okay. Like they don't try to surprise you. I have two questions. Yeah. First of all, uh, is there a story that is interesting? Because yes. one of the biggest draws for me for Hades is that the death loop wasn't wasn't painful because there's always some interesting story that was revealed by it. Yeah. I think it's not as much as Hades, but yes. No, bullshit. You haven't gotten as far as me. This movie, okay. this story has been knocking my socks off. It's so good. Oh, no, that's a good. That's I, good. No, no, I, I believe that. I'm just talking about it doesn't reveal new story every time you die the way Hades might. Um, but it does. But I, guess, does. I guess I haven't played Hades. It, it, it is more subtle yeah. in this. Like the, the major story beats happen as you progress through. And then as yeah. you die, your character will sort of get up and kind of maybe summarize some of the stuff that happened and like reiterate what your goal is and stuff like that. But yeah, the main, the main story beats happen when you're progressing farther into the game. There's a, there's a very uh, annihilation esque scene where you're had happened upon a house that does not belong in this alien planet. And it's your house and you're going through this sort of like lucid dream. It's not not a spoiler. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler in that, 
you know, you didn't you didn't know that going in, but it, it turned it's a major part of the I didn't game. Know anything, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that's a conveyor of narrative during the game as well. Okay. Second question. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm like I'm navigating the store.playstation.com right now, getting ready to plunk down my seven dollars. <laughs> right, we, we've almost done this, Matt. It's close. We can do it. Oh, it's gonna be so easy. It's also coming out on Switch. All right. What? Game. No, I, I made that up. I just knew it would. Oh make Jesus! Buy it. Yeah, if it's coming out on Switch, you know I'll buy it first somewhere else, <laughs> and then buy it again later. Uh, <laughs> oh right! I was gonna say that doesn't help because he's gonna buy it on Switch. But then if you say it's coming to Switch, yep. he will buy it on uh, PS5. He'll buy it yes. now to get ready for the Switch release. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. exactly. It's mean, like yeah. 3D chess right there. <laughs> uh, second question. DualSense controller, good or gimmickry? Really good. Really, really good. It actually, we I think we did a whole episode, not a whole episode, but in a whole intro where we were talking about fun stuff that you could do with it. And this game yeah. does a few of the things that we were kind of hoping that future games would start doing. Like, for example, every weapon has an alternate fire. And on the left trigger, it like if you if you pull it down, just like any other shooter that does like an aim down sights, but there's a there's a friction point in the center. And if you push past that friction point, you are now in the alt fire mode for the gun. So I'll find myself aiming down sights and I'll be at an enemy or I'll be shooting at a boss or something. Bop, 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 bop. And then I'll hear that my, I'll hear and feel in the controller that my uh, alternate fire has now refreshed and I can use it again. And rather than having to like hit a new button or anything, I just squeeze that trigger a little harder for a moment and it does the secondary fire and I'm also mm. still firing my main fire. So it's, it's really oh. like really intuitive in the way that it, it helps you to uh, sort of strategically use that sort of thing. Right. It's awesome. Uh, the, my only minor gripe is that, and it's more on me, is that in the heat of battle, I have popped the ultimate fire oh, uh, once in a while. I had that. Th- that does happen. Early on, I think I had that issue, but then once you get more of a feel for it, and like also yeah. like, kind of like any game, any shooter really, like things feel very chaotic when you first start this game up and you're just like, what the fuck? There's enemies everywhere. I'm getting shot at and I do all this and you're squeezing the trigger as hard as you can. And then once you start to get a better feel for the game it's and you become more methodical about like how to choose your targets and where to stand and stuff, like that's the how hard you're squeezing the controller isn't really an issue anymore. I will say uh, it. I, I don't think it's like as bad as you're saying in terms of like throwing in a deep end. It does a pretty decent job of like building up. It does ramp up kind of quickly but i remember like when it first started there was those like small little jobbers that shoot out you know eight uh, a spray of eight little projectiles and i was like okay i can beat these guys these guys are going down quick but i was like still really skeptical okay i'm not gonna get my hopes up you guys are <laughs> lulling me into this thing and you're gonna kick my ass but no it was actually pretty gradual i was like no hey maybe i'm awesome at games <laughs> <laughs> and i was like going through it and then it started getting harder and harder but like i thought the the, the ramp up was pretty good actually no i i agree with that there was just early on after i got pretty far in my first run um and then i got to the second biome I, dan is holding his phone up it, it's a pixelated mess i believe it means he's about to buy it uh, oh, i already did, did. Buy it? i already did baby. oh shit um oh yeah yeah, I got pretty far and I got to this. It was weird. I got to this one room and it was one, Danish, you probably know what I'm talking about. They're like these big, like tree looking guys that can sort of like lock you down with like a goop if you don't dodge at the right time. Yes, yes. And then there's these other like dog looking things that have like tendrils behind them flipping around. Mm-hmm. It was it was just one of each of those. And for some reason, this combination 
I w- it was <laughs> too early in the game. I was like, this guy's fast as fuck. This guy keeps teleporting behind me. And my brain just yeah. could not make this strategy work. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Gah! it was like breaking my mind. And like, that's what ended up taking me down. But before that, I was going into rooms with like 20 enemies like coming at me. And I was able to work with that because I guess it was more straightforward. Um, yeah, it's just like every once in a while, it'll throw a combination at you that you need to really kind of learn and uh, I don't know, it's kind of do new stuff to figure out. It's the, the, like, yeah, that inter- intersection of different enemies is great. And it's something Doom does also. Yeah. But um, once you learn a pattern, it's like, oh, I got it. Perfect. And then you learn an enemy, a, a different enemy's pattern. Perfect. Got it. Yeah. And then when they form, it's like, imagine like a interference pattern of like shapes. It's like, now I have to navigate all of these things. Oh, and yeah. uh, it changes the way that you approach each enemy individually. And then together it's like, yeah, yeah it's it's so good. And then you have like, uh, the classic thing, like, you know, the enemies that are good at far range, close range, like the ones that are uh, good solo, ones that are harder together, etc. Like, uh, the turrets are are tough. I found a buff early on, uh, or sorry, a consumable that was uh, destroy all turrets. Oh, does it straight was... destroy them? Because the, it says it disables them, and I didn't know... If... No, I guess it does disable them, but I, I went... Oh, I wasn't sure if they would come back to life. So I, while they were disabled, I did end up going around and blowing them all up. So I don't actually know if they oh, stay down I mean, forever. You might as well. You got to get those. Uh, what do they call it? What's yeah. the currency in this game called? It's some well, goofy word. There's a there's a great, uh, funny little family game called Ooblets, and <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not it's not that, but it sounds a, no, it looks yeah, like Ooblets. I think it's obolites or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real word that I'm like shitting on because I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's, it's right. just, it feels like it's a sci-fi word. But maybe it's like ooblets. It's yeah. like the video game ooblets. The ooblets. Uh, the other ones are like the shard, some other shards. Whatever, hey, they but. follow you around like ooblets too. Sure, it's just an ooblet <laughs> sequel. Yes, that's right. <laughs> this is an ooblet. I bought I bought it for my daughter. She loved ooblets. I bought it Returnal for my daughter. She was not into it. Um, <laughs> just tell her to pick up some ooblets and if you run fast enough they follow you around yeah. uh, the other thing I appreciate is that you run really fast and you jump and dash fast and it's like traversal is not a pain it's like really fun and fast and easy to like get around oh, yeah. that's the other thing that really annoyed me about Dark Souls is like you die you go two minutes back and then you have to trudge up this long thing to fight the boss again this is like fast like you can and you want to strategically like fight enemies and get power-ups so i made it to the second volume i beat the first boss made it to the second kind of world and after i, I got decently far i fought one of those it was maybe like a mini boss where it's not a boss boss but it's still like a hard-ass enemy that you have in a contained arena and i died to that in the second world when i went back to the first one my first in- instinct was like well shit let's let's go I, I unlocked some shortcuts let's go right back to the desert area uh and i got annihilated because i didn't spend my time building the oh character. yeah i was i was wondering and, about that too yeah. And so that's part of the game. And one thing that IGN knocked this game for, and so maybe because I was aware of it, I went in and was prepared. They said the one big difference between this and like Hades is it's Hades, the runs last like maybe half an hour or 40 minutes or something like that. And as soon as you die, you're like, can't wait to get back in. Whereas Returnal, the runs can last like over an hour, a couple hours. Oh, no, almost, my like, average run is over two hours for sure. Right. It's, it's so crazy. that turn. Yeah, that that on its face, I thought was a turnoff, but playing it and understanding why I think that's actually cool. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Because it's like, 
like I could, yeah, it's like speed running super Metroid. I could, yeah, I could do a run that lasted 20 minutes because I ran straight to the third biome because I have a shortcut unlocked or whatever. And I right. got fucking obliterated, but it's so much more rewarding to, I don't want to say gr- like grind is the best word, but like it, it sounds yes. like a bad thing, but it's not like grind out the first, uh, the first biome. And even the, the, the first boss is, so telegraphed like you go into a like it's clear that there's a boss coming up right and so you can you can back up if you want and i'm at i get to the end of it i'm like i want to kill this boss because i want to get the uh the weapon proficiency proficiency points yeah and like all the ooblets and shit like i want to get all that stuff so that when i go to the next biome you know you're just stacking on top of it and like your own knowledge as well and the 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 unlocks on the weapons that are stacking up because those are persistent like in your next runs um like so much stuff just keeps piling on top of each other that is in your favor like the more time you spend in the game the stronger you get to a very large degree like skipping a biomes there's no good reason to do it at all right is there also um, i'll say uh, sorry are these procedurally generated like every yeah. time it's a little bit different in some way. It's like yes, tile based, I guess. It's totally Spelunky. It's it's like yeah. why didn't you guys say so? Spelunky the the room like Spelunky's big rooms and the rooms are totally right. Randomized. I guess it's you know, you're you're right. It's more like Rogue Legacy where the rooms are set. Yeah. Uh, but but it is like Spelunky in that uh, you can you're like okay I made it through the first world without getting hit. That's great, you know. Like I, yeah. Well, like I, I found, I found some stuff, or whatever. I bought some stuff. Yeah, as Matt's describing, like, why would you take the shortcut to the third world? You don't get the all the benefits of going through the first and second world. That's totally Spelunky. That's exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. The other thing, and much like Spelunky and a lot of games, I guess you are getting better as a player, and so like you can. And I, I don't know. I, I felt like I was learning things really fast, like learning the patterns really fast. So when it came down to it, I was able to get past the get like a lot of the first biome done without getting hit at all because that's like behooves you because you build up your combo meter or whatever your endurance or adrenaline and then you're just stronger and better and faster you know and so then that carries you forward and yeah man this game i kind of want to just go play yeah i was about to say we have 38 (laughs) minutes to finish this because that's how long it's going to be until the game is downloaded to my ps5 so let's go um all right let's actually we have a mailbag Mailbag. Am I supposed to say something for mailbag? We don't have mailbag music. We, we don't have mailbag music. All right, we got a we got a mail based. We got we got a bag of mail <laughs> based on. We haven't written. I haven't written down any intro. I, maybe I did at one point, but fuck it. Uh, we got mail about last episode about Fall Guys. This comes from Leonard Roberts. Uh, Leonard says, "Hey guys, my pitch for a Fall Guys movie. If you remember, we talked about." Fall Guys and how it Starring would be Starring John Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. My pitch for a Fall Guys movie. Uh, some introduction for a badass guy, John Cena, that gets him invited to a casting with a guy in a black suit. He goes to the place and finds himself with a hundred badass women and men in a room and the door opens. Will Smith comes in in his <laughs> fucking men in black suit, giving his speech about looking for the best of the best of the best. They get pushed into the next room and some alien madness is going down. They have to dodge weird alien stuff, crazy guns. You can do anything in the MIV universe, really. The audience has no clue at this point that it's actually a Fall Guys movie until (laughs) you see Will Smith standing behind a fake mirror watching the recruits actually dying by falling off cliffs and asking his neighbor, was that really necessary? Camera swings and you see... The balloon heads of the Fall Guys designing the course enjoying themselves tremendously. John Cena gets the job, and then you do a proper MIB4, 
MIB4 uh, film with him. That's it, more or less. Love the show. Greetings from Germany, Leonard. Thanks, I Leonard. It. I, I am it. so excited Amazing. about this idea because it's an entire movie <laughs> pretending to be a different movie. It's like a and that's, guys, that's what we were. Fall Guys prologue leading into a Men in Black movie. That's great. This it's, it's it's what we wanted. It's what we asked for. It was the secret sequel. We love secret sequels, and a great great kind of uh, franchise tie-in where it, yeah, looking for the best and brightest Fall Guys. Men in Black, yeah. It's can you imagine if, thought of that. Can you imagine if Men in Black, like the first Men in Black movie, right? You watch the trailers. We were all kids back then. We were so fucking excited for Will Smith mm-hmm. and Aliens and the noisy cricket. And the, it gets to that scene right at the start where he goes in there to do the testing. And the entire movie is just that scene. <laughs> and then there's no, like, then they set up the sequel. Like, I would be so, I don't know if I would be that upset about it. Because I've always had this idea... <laughs> In my head where it's like, what are you allowed to do in a trailer for a movie? Like, like, uh-huh. what if you, what if you did a trailer? What if, okay, what if you saw the trailer for Jurassic Park and it, you uh-huh. know, all, everything fucking Jurassic Park. And then you go to the movie theater and the movie starts up and it just shows the trailer of Jurassic Park again. And then the rest of the movie's different. Like somebody was watching the trailer for <laughs> Jurassic Park on their TV and then the whole movie's, is that legal? I mean, I mean, no. Well, probably legal. Sued, sure, but they didn't. They sue Drive for someone sued the movie Drive or the producers or production company because they cut it like Fast and the Furious movie. I remember. And that. obviously, Drive is the opposite of a Fast and Furious movie. Here's and the question, so, though: Yeah, who won? Did, yeah, the lawsuit? Who won the lawsuit? that's a good question. I actually don't know who won. Let's uh, with the with the magic of time travel editing <laughs> time travel we're, editing time we're gonna tell you the answer right now i think drive probably won that's my vote yeah just because i like that movie so much the the late the latest uh update was from 2017 after five years one woman's bizarre drive lawsuit rages on <laughs> it's, still <laughs> it's, going? it's this still going well three years well, ago, uh, that, but, but that was like five years ago so five years ago Oof. 2017, yeah, mm. almost five. Um, That'd be four. No, yeah, there's nothing more. Let me let me go to the news tab. How is this not on every news website? I don't understand. No, I know. Yeah, there should be like a constant ticker on every movie enter- or entertainment website about how the drive lawsuit's going, because that's going to change the face of advertising as we know it. Yeah. All right. Well. We're we're back from our time travel and we found out nothing. Oh, I thought everything we were saying was back from the time travel. We said so much good stuff. Yeah, there was lots oh, of yeah. interesting introspective. No, guys, I, I'm not going to edit. They know we're lying. <laughs> they know I can feel it. It hasn't even gone out yet. <laughs> um. Well, no, but that was an awesome idea. I love it. Uh, if you have any other ridiculous Fall Guy movie ideas, let us know. Maybe we'll just be the Fall Guys movie idea podcast. I'm fine with it. Sure. Yeah. It's a good pivot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go that way. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, speaking of pivots, let's pivot to our pitch this week. Do we? I don't remember what it is. Okay. So, so yeah, we were talking about Returnal. We we're talking about time loops. Matt had an idea for a time loop game that was more conversation based. And then I threw, I, I went to a random word generator <laughs> and, and came up with common fuck what did i come up with it was oh it was common power court common power court 
Okay, so it's a time loop. Takes place in a courtroom. Yeah. Uh, right. It's like Ace Attorney, but like Space Attorney, because you're like in uh, outer space. Outer yeah. space court. So I was thinking like there's a lot of games. There's I mean we just talked about one. It's called Returnal, where it's a shooter game and you go through and you shoot stuff. And there's a lot of movies where uh, it show. I mean, last my my reco last week was Boss Level, which is a super mm-hmm. fun movie. And I bet neither neither of you watched it. Um, no. You should watch it. It's fun. Um, oh. And that is that is like the guy's waking up every day. There's assassins after him, and his whole day is sort of plotted out. Like I got to do this, then I got I got to I got to jump out of the building. I got to make sure I don't get hit by the bus. I got to not get shot in the face. Stuff like that. And he's sidestepping all this stuff. But is there any fun to be had with a very conversation based? Like how many times in an RPG do you walk up to somebody and? You don't really know like which way the conversation is going to go or you don't have the right information and you say the wrong thing and that person's like, ah, fuck you. And now you can't do the next step of their thing like Mass Effect, right? If you don't talk to the right people after every mission, then, you know, you can't romance them or whatever. And that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about a game where that is sort of the point of the game and every day you... The, the loop resets and it's your job to sort of go around and maybe gather information uh, and then incorporate that information into the conversations you're having. Uh, and then Danish looked up court case, power court, whatever. And th- so now it's in a courtroom. Right. So now it's like, uh, I don't know. First of all, have you guys played court games like Ace, um, Phoenix, right? Yeah. I have not played Phoenix right on a on a uh, on a core level. It should appeal to me, but I don't think it is the kind of court game that I'm after. Does that mm. make sense? Because there's there's something very satisfying if you look at a game like Chrono Trigger. Right there's a, there's right. a part in the middle of Chrono Trigger where you go to jail and then you break out of jail and then you go to no I guess, I guess before you go to, that's how that's how the justice system works is you go to court first <laughs> and then you go to jail. Um, but anyway, the uh, unbeknownst to the player, the game has sort of been tracking some of the decisions that you've been making through the game, and they use that stuff against you in court, which is like one of the coolest things I had ever seen in a video game at that point. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, one of the things was like you could steal somebody's sandwich, or you could find somebody's cat, or this is all off the top of my head, but you know, there's different things that you could do. Well, there, there's one example I want to point out, because this has stuck with me for like 30 years. Yeah. There, there was a, a moment where you knock into somebody and she drops a necklace. Yes. And you know, you see how, where things are going. Like as a player, you run up to her or you run up to the necklace and grab it and then go to her and give it back to her. Like it's, which one do you want to go first? And so I think the first time I played it, I I'm like, Oh, well she's obviously going to, obviously going to walk, want the necklace. So let me just get that first and then go to her, you know, and talk to her. Yes. Worked out fine. Everything. Great. It was used against me in court yes, that's because what I'm eyewitnesses saw me go to the necklace, and the attorney was like, "This rat bastard did not care this about this sack poor of woman. Shit. This little <laughs> fucking asshole went straight for the jewels, dude." I remember, and, <laughs> and I was like, "For the jewels." And I was like, "But, but no!" <laughs> I, 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 I was horrible. Oh my god! And then I remember this. I think I. On a subsequent playthrough, it must have been maybe like a few months later, I played through it again. I'm like, this time, 
I'm going to go and I'm going to go straight to her. <laughs> this time and I'm going to show that attorney. Yeah. And so I did that and I, I didn't do any of the weird shit you do in the carnival. Like the eyewitnesses can see. I was like <laughs> playing it like real straight, straight as an arrow, you know, and following all the traffic laws. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Finally, that's the fire. The, the, well, the court case comes and I'm like, what dirt are they going to have me on me now? Oh, I went straight to her. And then, yeah, the attorney's like, it was obvious she lost this really valuable necklace, but he didn't care. He didn't give a shit. He didn't care about her property. I'm like, this piece no. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember somebody swearing in Chrono Trigger. I got to play that game. Oh, oh, it was a, it it was was a very filthy nasty. game. Nasty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm saying is, is there a way to make that game? Because I think everybody wanted to do that, right? Everybody wanted to jump into the game. Uh, they, they learned about this court case and every single person like, oh, I wish I could go back to the, the fucking carnival and do everything right. And unfortunately, there's no way out of it, right? I think you always get you always get convicted yeah. and you have to go to jail. Like, that's just how the story rolls out. But in our game... You go to jail, that's the end of the game, and then I guess the loop has to start over then, and then you have to make the right decisions uh, going into this case. And maybe before, I don't know how long this game is, maybe the entire game takes place at a carnival and then the courtroom. Yeah, like it's over the course of a, a day or something, and you have some set of interactions, and then it Very could be swift a, justice. Yeah, <laughs> extremely swift. <laughs> okay, so are you... Let's Let's kind of back up a little bit. Are you playing a person falsely accused like in Chrono Trigger? Well, or are you playing an attorney or? Well, it depends on, I guess it, it, it depends on how much agency we want you to have. Like, are you just trying to avoid this false conviction or like, could you be committing the crime during your day? I think it should be like the fugitive, like Harrison Ford. Like, I think you have to find the killer and prove yourself. Innocent. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. But there's something kind of cool. Okay. You remember, uh, Shit! What was that game called? What was the game where it uh the the David Cage game? Heavy Rain. Uh, oh, Fahrenheit. Fa- not, Fahrenheit. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Where you're 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 split between the guy who gets taken take what the fuck was it like demons or something and then and then the detectives come in and they're looking up clues and stuff but you play both sides of that except it's yeah. weird because it's like I know everything you already know what happened I'm just gonna yeah. walk over to that thing um so like. Is there a version of that where uh, you did do it and you want to get away with it? And it can't be like a murder or something. I don't think anybody right. wants to play as a murderer who's trying to get away with it. Unless the bad guy deserved it. That's something to think about. Uh, but then your job is to see sort of at the time of the trial what evidence is brought against you so that when you go back, you can start sort of cleaning up this evidence but then like cleaning up the evidence is gonna like make you use bleach or whatever and then they're like this idiot's got bleach stains all over his shirt look at him (laughs) and so you're like ah shit i gotta change my shirt so like yeah that's good that's good like and it it, you could do a a third path too so either like say you commit the crime and then you your time loop is trying to to cover it up you don't commit the crime and your time loop is trying to find the person who did it or you commit the crime and you're trying to actively frame somebody who didn't do it. And so like you can kind of, depending on how you swing the different choices, it could create a, one of, one of those three different results. Right. Okay. So you have these different scenarios. Is it going to be, is it, are we talking like roguelike sort of thing where like you start the game and it's a procedurally constructed 
crime character situation, like clue-esque. Uh, that way you can play the same scenario again and, and find out different things or I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of a figure out because the best game ever made was Outer Wilds and that was a time loop yeah. game and the the thing that works so good about Outer Wilds is you start that game and you don't even know that there is a goal right somebody yeah. somebody straight up asks you at the start of that game what is your goal when you go to space and you're like I don't know to explore stuff that's what I said and right. I, I had other options um, right. and then you go out there and you start sort of uncovering clues for something that you don't even know what they're for so mm-hmm. you start going down this path and learning. So is there is there a version of that where you're in the courtroom? Maybe you did get taken over by demons or witch doctors or whatever the hell happened yeah. in that game. And you don't remember anything that happened. So right. just by being at the court case, you're learning a whole hell of a lot of stuff about yourself that you didn't know. And you have to then okay, apply that. So does the court case come first in this narrative? Like you start the game and chapter one is the court case and then like, you flash back to it or no, I think, I think game you starts, have to go, game starts, yeah. you wake up in your bed in your apartment and mm-hmm. you got to go to work. So the good, pl- maybe the player goes to work. Maybe they don't go to work. Maybe they go to the arcade. Uh, but eventually you get arrested throughout the normal course of your day and you mm-hmm. get arrested, you go to court and then you start learning, Hey, you're, uh, you murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you go to jail, because I mean, you, you have to go to jail in the first try, right? Unless somebody gets mm-hmm. extremely right. lucky. Um, right. You go back and you're like, oh shit, I went to court. Uh, there was all this evidence against me. Now I have to start trying to hide all this evidence that I didn't even know existed. And it's sort of like remembering the information that was given to you. At oh, the yeah. So instead of going to work, you're now covering up evidence. Okay. I love this. Uh, loop after loop, you're getting more evidence. Things change, spiral out. How do you go to the next level? Like, what's the Act 3 like of this game? Is there some way that it culminates? That's a good point because it would be kind of... Because you're kind of going through... You're kind of going through this court case over and over again. And if if you're going through the court case and at the end of it they're like, guilty, and then next loop, guilty, and then next loop, not guilty, you're going to be like... Oh, cool. I, I guess I did enough things. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be maybe, maybe the actual killer comes into the, the courtroom and there's a big. Show oh yeah. Out. I mean, that's gotta be what it is, right? Like it's gotta be the alternate, like uh, multiple endings. Um, and the best ending is the one where you find the killer, you get off free, everyone's saved. Um, maybe you, maybe there's a pr- branch where you actually stop the killer, you know? Before he kills anyone. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that's the ul- that's the ultimate ending. Well, that's the ultimate. You get the you get you get enough evidence. That's the only time uh, you're not arrested and taken to court, is if you ha- manage to stop the killing from happening. That's that's interesting. So, well, the game then has to take place before the murder. Then, well, the game has to start no. before the murder. Well, yeah. How do you stop a murder after it happens? Oh no no yeah yeah well that's what you were saying anyway I, I when I asked does it start with the court case no uh, I'm saying it like, starts after the murder before the court case okay yeah in my version the murder would have hap- had to have happened while you were bowing around town yeah. and and because of the time travel loop and you wake up in bed knowing what you know you start hiding evidence that isn't even applicable yet because the murder hasn't happened yet in that version right so oh inter- this hold on let's. Wait, Let's wait, think wait. this through for now, a second. Now, the okay, original cool. idea was that you technically did commit the murder, but you got taken over by demons. And so, 
So it was, I think it, was, it was your body. You got blood all over your shirt. And like that's some of the, like the evidence does point to you because you did it. But okay. your brain didn't do it. <laughs> well, that's, that's what, I mean, like Dan was saying earlier, that there's a number of possibilities. I guess I was exploring the fugitive one where you're innocent, you're mis, you're, you know, mistakenly accused or arrested or whatever. Um, real quick, I want to put a button in this one. Uh, we can maybe move on to the demon version is um, as you are removing evidence for your crime and uh, other evidence naturally gets found, like, cause the co- they're going to look for something. And so more evidence gets presented and then maybe you, you have to do detective work uh, and follow the case and like using the clues that you have now uncovered because you've hidden your own clues. That's what lets you, eventually find the killer uh-huh. on the day interesting so anyway that's that's why i want to wrap that up but um as far as the you are the killer one like what do you think of I the think, scenario thing? i think that's more like, diff- more interesting if you're the, okay. they're the killer okay so you're trying to get away with it well no 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 or, i'm not saying you're the killer you got you got no no yeah you, you got, got demon brain yeah. yeah we got demon, it you yeah. got demon brain yeah say no more yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. But I'm not like when you say you want to get away with it. Like to me, that's like uh, you're not doing. You're right. You didn't do anything, really. I you did. Didn't well, gosh, what was? <laughs> <laughs> now this is a, a moral conundrum. We did not expect to. Yeah, I'm actually having a hard time. <laughs> Has anybody ever said that they were they murdered somebody? They must have because they were brainwashed or something. Or they well, were... actually, isn't that the the, the the it's a joke now? But the Twinkie defense. Excuse. That me. was a. Have you have you not heard of the Twinkie defense? It no. sounds familiar, but please. It's become a joke. Like people say, oh, the tw- was going to give them the Twinkie defense, whatever. But basically, in the seventies or I don't know when, uh, there was someone who claimed that uh, he was hopped up on sugar. And was not thinking straight, and committed the crime. Are you I don't know me? if I don't know if it was murder, but maybe it Where was. Where are you hearing people uh, reference this defense? Are you just hanging out in courtrooms when you're not on the podcast? I don't the, t- even... the, the Twinkie defense? Yeah, I'm. I'm stunned that you haven't heard the Twinkie defense. I've never heard the. Yeah. Uh, listeners, listen. Sometimes we put callouts for emails. Uh, I, I put. I want to put an earnest call out. Have you heard of the Twinkie defense? Let us know on Twitter at, at Make This Podcast. I want to know. Uh, yes. Um, you're just going to get a bunch of tweets to say like, yeah, nah. Well, that's what know, I would maybe write. Be, maybe I'm be not, more specific I'm than not that. good at Twitter, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look, they have it on Snopes.com. Uh, Dan, did Dan White, oh, Harvey Milk's killer. That's actually oh, way more, more high profile um, that his judgment had been impaired by eating junk food. So that's the myth. I mean, I'm not going to read the Snopes article now, but it's, as you can see, this is where it came from. Oh, so you're now saying it's a myth. No, no, no. Some people say it's a myth. All right, well, we can't, we can't, <laughs> get, down this, we can't get down this trap. <laughs> we can't get all wrapped up in the Twinkie defense. So here's here's no. my uh, question with the demon brain avenue of things. Because mm-hmm. in, in my the way I'm thinking of it, it is sort of, it seems pretty straightforward. Like you just, you keep getting guilty until you do enough, hide enough pieces of evidence or whatever to be not guilty. Like, is there more to it than that? We got to find the demon. <laughs> I don't know. Do you? <laughs> you got to find the demon. Well, I think the demon busts through the window once you get not guilty. Right. And then, oh, yeah, like, sure. oh it's like Ghostbusters too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't actually fight the demon. Cause that's not this. I, I should, we should, we should mention 
what kind of game this is, right? Because oh yeah, I'm sort of thinking like point and click adventure, which is sure, yeah, yep. kind of new for us. I like that. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Decided. Good job, everybody. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, point, okay, and fin- point and click adventure like lets you you know explore, find things, um, you know, thinking hide you need stuff. To do. Hide stuff in drawers. Yeah. Now I I'm thinking. There's a dirty cop that's on the deep, maybe also taken over by the demon, planting evidence. And so when you have your time to walk about your apartment before the mm-hmm. trial during the during your loops, you know, there's there's evidence that like, oh, there was a, a letter somewhere. I don't know, whatever. There's mm-hmm. some, some piece of it. And every time you're going back and you're like, where is this? What is this letter that they're oh. talking about? I can't find this letter. And then so somehow you have to figure out that this cop is a dirty cop and he planted the Oh, evidence. shit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So I have another take that's uh, very different from this. Uh, let me just throw it out there and see if there's anything there. If it's not, we can we can move on. But much like psychological studies where they'll have a group of guys come, testers come in and they'll tell them the rules of the test, but it's actually like a fake test about something else. So they'll say, come in and tell us, do you like this the option A or option B? Because we're testing whether you like, you know, Pepsi, what colors Pepsi do you challenge. have in your cars. The Coke, the Pepsi Coke challenge. Coke, yeah. That's a much better example. They'll say, yeah, come in, tell us Coke versus Pepsi. But really what they're testing is like, you know, what do people do when someone trips and falls in front of them? And they'll have like a stooge that plays something else. Oh, sure. So similar to that, what if there was a level editor? So like, you know, Hitman has their contract editor where I can set a target and I can like put obstacles in your way and it'll just be like a fun challenge I can send to you guys. A level editor like that. But what you're doing is you're trying to frame... Uh, these the player, whoever you're sending it to, the challenge. So they play the level and they're playing level how they think they should to, to satisfy the goal that was set for them. Okay, talk to these five people and then find so-and-so and then meet me in the elevator. Like, that's your goal. Meanwhile, secretly, there is evidence being planted. Like, there's security cameras and you're, oh my God, you're talking to this person or you're doing this or doing that. And it's a giant sting operation, like setup almost. And then that's like the multiplayer. It's like an asymmetrical multiplayer game. Okay, so I like I like the idea that there's there's some sort of uh like surrogate demon in the in the in the form of another human player. Yeah, in the form of another human player. That is great. Um I don't think it totally works where uh the player the, the player knows that they're going into a situation where they have to do stuff and then Sometimes, right, sometimes the situation is different. Um, but uh, I do think if if the player is going to the arcade all the time and the game will occasionally randomly grab one of these scenarios that another player set up as the arcade mm. scenario, then again, the that is just sort of being the, the demon. The demon oh, is setting right. little things. The player is just reacting to stuff that's happening. And then you, you do also set up the player to be like, yeah, that demon's still fucking with you. So things are going to be different loop to loop. They're like they're they're yeah. part of the loop too. So you're you're sort of fighting against them. That works. It's basically the hybrid idea would be the procedural generation is taking these uh uploaded missions into account when it creates the thing for you still as a single player experience. Yeah. So if you pump if you bump into the lady and knock her necklace down you talk to the lady or you go get the necklace. That's the, yeah. that's one of them. That's the one I would right. make. 
for Danish, right? And he'd fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll just drop the controller and start shaking. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I'll jump out the window. Uh, I think we got something here. We got something uh, here. We have. This is one of those things where it's like we can't write the story today, right? You know, like. Yeah. But there's definitely a demon. <laughs> And there's definitely a courtroom. Demon played by Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. It, I mean, it could be if he's one of the other players sending demon scenarios around. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I could just imagine, imagine just grumpy cat looking Tommy Lee Jones just pops up in your game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's, that's Tommy Lee Jones. And it's like, how do you respond to Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. Uh, so is this game in space? Can we just make it in space? Sure. Why not? Fuck it. It's just space just station. So I can, you can point and click. Just so I can call the title well Space Attorney. Here on Earth? That's fine. Yeah. Great. Right. I think we made a game. I don't know at this point. Some, someone, I think, well, I, here, I'll say this. Someone should, someone make, should make this. Someone should make it. <laughs> someone, and then we'll find out if there's a game here we'll or not. find out if it works. You make it first, and then and, that'll the test. And then see. I'll review it for that website I used to review games for. What was the website called? I don't remember. Send us something. I worked. I worked for a website, uh, a Dreamcast fan website before the Dreamcast came out. Whoa! So when I was when I was a little boy and I was super excited for the Dreamcast to come out uh, and Sonic Adventure was coming out on it, I was so fucking excited for Sonic Adventure. You guys have no goddamn idea. Uh, <laughs> Sonic. Is this is this a Sonic story? I think it's. <laughs> it's a sonic story i just it is a sonic story gotta go fast <laughs> gotta go fast so i i went to this website and this isn't the exact name but i want to say it was something like uh dream dreamcast universe right and it might have mm-hmm. even been dcu which is pretty amazing um <laughs> but uh i read it, it dreamcast central because I think I used to go to a website called Dreamcast Central. Shit, it might have been something like that. It was, Were you writing for a web website I read when we like t- now it w- twenty years before we knew each other? It wasn't a. It was not a big website. It was. It was. Okay. I no, mean, I'm, it yeah. wasn't small. It was like there. There was a. I don't know. A handful of writers for it. Um, yeah. But uh, I I went to this website and I I read one of their reviews. And I hated the review. I thought it was poorly written. So I yeah. <laughs> I wrote the writer and basically told him, this review sucks, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he kind of was like, put your money where your mouth is. Holy shit. And write for He us. hired you? They, well, I wasn't getting paid. Um, Kid, you're hired. You got the stuff. <laughs> you got the job. And that's why you should Wait, always I, loudly I, critique anyone you disagree with. I didn't with. want the job. You got the job. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what happened. Uh, so the first review I wrote was for Sonic Adventure, where I kind of basically just... I was really young, by the way. I was... This is like maybe... This is probably junior high. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of just read a whole bunch of... No, it wasn't a review because Sonic Adventure wasn't out. It, this was a preview of Sonic Adventure right. that I was writing. So I, I read a bunch of previews for Sonic Adventure and baby basically just like paraphrased all of them into my own horrible preview of sonic adventure and then they got a bunch of of uh of, of reader mail <laughs> complaining about how bad the oh, preview shit. was oh, and really? they said i i couldn't write anything ever again what <laughs> this has really happened yeah that's a true story do you have the review somewhere oh god oh. no no way 
Oh man, I'd have to I'd have to find like my old Hotmail account to find that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, you know what? I have a story similar. This is crazy. I can't believe we both uh, ass backward wrote for a website. Um, <laughs> we both? <laughs> You're excluding me again? <laughs> did you? I did. I told you about it earlier. That's how the, the story show. started. I don't. Remember I, I was. That. It was me and Dan. It was bo- both. That's who I said. That's who I meant when I said both. All three of us. I can't believe all three of us wrote for a website. So basically, um, <laughs> I was. Um, I was. It's exactly the same thing. It was before Perfect Dark came out uh, in nineteen ninety nine. It was some Nintendo like N sixty four website, and I was so guys. As hyped as you were for Sonic Adventure, I was hyped for Perfect Dark. Oh, I know you want to talk about it. I love it. Um. It's my per- this, these are perfect dark stories. A new segment coming soon. <laughs> Here's the new game um, So there was a there was a preview of there was like a um, website that was they were actually saying we are hiring like hey come write for us or whatever and then I was unsatisfied with their coverage of Perfect Dark. They just I mean there wasn't any news so they they couldn't cover anything. But you know how it is like on Reddit when like they just come up with random shit to talk to just to hype themselves for this game. Sure. So I, I said, hey, uh, I, I'm actually interested in this job. Um, I have been disappointed with your perfect dark coverage. I think wow. you can do some. In- I think you can do some interesting um, editorials, and maybe some like game design, like questions or what ifs, just something to keep you know readers interested. And so, like, here's um, you know he- here's one idea: top ten things they should put in perfect dark, or something like that. And so I actually wrote this like long reasoned essay about about this and uh and i got an email back saying like wow that was that was amazing we're 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 gonna hire you it's done deal and i'm like great and then i never talked to them again (laughs) (laughs) so so it's not quite the same where no in your because in your case you said i'm good at this here's the proof and in my case i said you guys suck at this. And they said, here's my non proof. <laughs> and I don't even said, need to give you. <laughs> and I didn't. Yeah. Uh, uh. Anyway, good times. Uh, let's move on to some recos for this week. Yeah. Woo. Who's Dan, got something to Dan, reco? You got one? I got one. Uh, I have been playing Wild Rift on my phone, which is the League of Legends. It's League of Legends. It's on your phone. Huh. And I... Is it the... It's the actual port from, like, the official League yeah. of Legends, not a, not a clone. Yeah, it's, it's right. not like a, a MOBA. It's not like a generic MOBA that's meant to look like it. It's like Riot's, Riot's League of Legends game for mobile. Um, and they've said it's um, coming to console at some point as well. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I don't like League of Legends, historically. I've always felt like I... And I, like, didn't start playing when it first came out, and so I was, like, way behind the curve, and, like, it felt like I was jumping into a game where there was a hundred-plus chess pieces, and I didn't know how any of them worked. Uh, but they, they've done some really smart, clever things with Wild Rift, the first of which is just paring down the number of characters to start with. There's still a lot, but it's not it's nothing like uh, the PC version. And then um, it just does it. the maps are a little smaller, so the games are a little shorter, and it has a really good tutorialization of things, and it's fun, and I like it. And it looks great. It looks really good. Oh, they've I, from what I've read, they've rebuilt everything kind of from the ground up because the 
PC game base is pretty long in the tooth. So um, it's, it's I've been enjoying it and having fun even when I lose. Also, one thing that helps is that voice chat is not a thing uh, unless oh. you're in a party with friends. And so the toxicity that you might normally encounter in a game of League of Legends is lessened. People still manage to pull up the chat and type things to you occasionally that I'd rather not read, but it's easily ignored. So yeah, um, and it seems Why don't you just play Brawl pretty- Stars, so, Dan. I tried the other day. I told you, and then it was down for maintenance. So they don't I, want you. What am I supposed to do? Just like you guys. It's like <laughs> someone's like rapidly. Dance logging on. Oh, We're done for maintenance. maintenance. Done for maintenance. <laughs> Scramble. Amazing. Uh, I'll go next. I watched uh, a movie called The Mitchells vs. the Machines. When did you watch it? Which was fantastic. I watched it right before this. Uh, the credits rolled and I ran upstairs. And uh, what I do for our lovely audience. Um, that was awesome. It was uh, very stylized. It's from the producers, uh, Lord and Miller that called you the chance of meatballs and spider verse and Lego movie. Like they are amazing at creating unique styles and Mitchell's versus machines has a very hand drawn scratchy, like notebook style. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, good sort of like wholesome story, really, really funny gags and just gorgeous visuals. Um, yeah. Can't recommend it higher. It's on Netflix. So yeah, watch it. The, the, the visuals of that movie are interesting. I watched the trailer, and at first glance, it sort of looked kind of like your typical uh, CG movie. And then mm-hmm. the more you look at it, you realize that there's just so much going on with the art style. And like you said, it looks really, really hand-drawn and way more interesting. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It's really weird the first time I looked at it. I guess from like like the 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 thumbnail or whatever it just kind of right. looks like whatever and then when you see it like enlarge you're like holy shit this is a really cool art style exactly yeah and uh yeah it's it's good so that's the mitchells versus the machines matt what do you got i have the dumbest thing on youtube and it's one of my favorite things it's <laughs> very much end of the day you don't care. I this is how I start all of my YouTube recommendations. That's so good. But it is it is the best version of this where you don't care about what you're watching. You just want something stupid and fun and you can pay attention or not. It's called Car Pal. And all this guy does is records and play himself playing uh BMNG. Do you know what that is? No. It's it's basically a tech demo where uh it it has like real-time deformation of what would normally be rigid bodies um Mm -hmm. which is very jargony and basically what that means is if you drive a car into the wall the 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 panels of the car will deform and bend realistically as if it was a real car smashing into wall where like you know another game might just switch to like a damage model or it might do like really subtle deformation this is like if you do 300 miles an hour into a brick wall, your car is going to just like flatten against the brick wall. And you can watch that happen in slow motion. Uh, all this guy does is he sets up these weird, like death race situations and drives cars through his dumb little race tracks with, you know, spinning blades. And uh... <laughs> I'm seeing this. I'm watching it now. As It was perfectly timed. As you were talking, 
this pink car was driving down this highway, like hauling ass. And all of a sudden, a giant swinging hammer <laughs> is rotating like a helicopter blade. And That's it. It was awesome. That's it. He doesn't talk. It all comes. It's it's all like text written on the screen. It's just like, uh, let's see if I get a faster car. If that'll work, and it usually doesn't. And then like, it it has nothing to do with skill or the quality of the car or anything. It's just. One time he might drive past that hammer when it's not swinging around because right. of total randomness and make it through. And then there's like another hammer. Like it's, it's that's <laughs> all it is the entire channel. It's the best Can thing you, in the world. I just sit there at the end of the night with my head back on the couch, just just giggling at Carpal. Oh, you can put crash test dummies in them too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little um, skit that he does where he does bad jokes with these crash test dummies. <laughs> Can you make your own car? Because I'm looking, there's one clip here, there's a bunch of them actually, where he'll replace the tires with like bicycle tires. So there's, <laughs> yes. like, a, there's like a pickup truck with bicycle tires? That's that's the one uh, That's the one that I first I first uh, saw. It was like, what if I put bicycle tires on every car? It looks like you can swap out cars or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, I think he was driving them over like speed bumps. <laughs> so yeah. I'll have a Porsche with these giant bicycle tires and he hits a speed bump and the bicycle tires just turn into mush because obviously they can't support that. And then it's just watching this Porsche roll down a mountain for the rest of the video. <laughs> I want, dude. Yeah. I'm sold on this. Here's a question though. Have you been tempted to purchase this game? Weirdly, no. Like it's, I think it's more <laughs> fun watching this guy because I feel like that might ruin it. Right. If I can do whatever right. I want myself, then yeah. I'll just do that stuff. But watching... Because there's no surprise then. Well, I guess yeah. the surprise is what happens. But here, the surprise is what happens. But also, what the hell did you set up? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> and also, like, <laughs> what does this guy do for a living? How does he oh, there's have... lots of mystery behind Carpal. <laughs> he has 1.16 yeah, million. Yeah, I was about to say, crazy. He this is what he does for his living now. He's got a lot <laughs> of subscribers. Yeah, he's got he's got like tens of millions of views on a lot of videos, and so I'm definitely not alone in my love That's for Carpal. All right, well, subscribed. Matt bought a game, and I subscribed to Carpal. Dan bought a game. <laughs> Dan uh, bought a game. <laughs> You're doing it on purpose now. That's amazing. Oh. Um, was that all of us? I guess that does it for this week's episode. <laughs> Well, see, now I can't put the airing of grievances in the credits because it was an awesome, awesome callback to that. Yeah, it was, a, it was um, so cool when you forgot who I was. and that I was it, It's sort of a time loop callback now. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. I'm keeping it in the credits. That was a perfect time <laughs> loop of something you haven't heard yet. Time loop callback makes no fucking sense. Just editing. <laughs> it's just <laughs> editing. You can say that about any time loop movie. It's just <laughs> editing. It's just editing. <laughs> I would have been impressed by that movie, but it's really just editing. It's just, guys, if you look closely, it's just editing. <laughs> it didn't really happen. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. <sighs> and that'll do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. You can always tweet it at, at, at Make This Podcast. And actually, I've, I, we have a bunch of new listeners this week, which is super exciting. So if you like what you've heard, uh, leave us a rating on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. And if you have any comments or game idea of your own or think one of our ideas already exists, email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You, you can hear more of their music at mariachimes.com. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now so someone should make, make it. it. I think Bros. we all fucked up our outro lines. We a, little did a little bit. bit. Yeah.
Yeah. Welcome to Guys, the podcast. If this is your first, if this is your first episode, don't judge it on this one. <laughs> our our last six have been killer. They're so good. Time loop back to six episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Not a time loop. <laughs> All right. Let's see what happens. <laughs> just editing. It's just your podcast feed. It's, it's not a time loop. They're just playing it after we told them that. It's just clicking lower just in the list. Yeah, they're still listening to. It. Yeah, I don't think you know what a time loop is. <laughs> really, I don't. Uh, speaking of pivots, let's pivot to our pitch this week. Wait, wow. we can't. What? I have Why? to air grievances. Oh, oh yes, man. you do. I put it in the show notes. Dan's airing of grievances. It's right there. You can't just skip I over thought you it. Wouldn't, I thought you wouldn't notice if I just skipped over yeah, it. Yeah, I noticed. I, I'm adding it to my grievance list. <laughs> Skipping over things that I've added to the, to the show notes. Yeah. Well, so as everybody knows, I am an integral part of the show. Obviously, very important member. Oh, Have, shit. What do we say? Well, past and future rotating co-host Dan Wyland. Past yes. and future rotating co-host Dan Wyland. I think I have a robe or something you guys gave me. Anyway, yeah, checks out. You, uh, I've noticed over the last few episodes that if I, it's like out of sight, out of mind with me and you guys. You said when Matt, you got your first shot of the vaccine, and we've all been vaccinated. I had not been. You didn't even ask me if I had. I wasn't on that episode. Should we so you, call you up next you didn't time? Think, you didn't think about. It. Hold on. Hold on. You said the whole crew is vaccinated. Am I Am I not part of the crew? I feel like I'm not part of the crew. If a ship sets sail, the crew is the people on that ship. And that ship set sail last week and you weren't on it. What do you mean? I'm, the, the, the ship is the podcast. I'm no, the on ship's the podcast. an episode. That's an individual the ship's an voyage. Episode? You're part. You're part. You're part of uh, your potential crewmates. But if that ship leaves the dock, leaves port. Next grievance. Last week's episode <laughs> Last week's episode was loosely related to the Oscars that just happened and you the the idea was, you know, let's think of video games we would like to see as movies. Danish said I threw out an idea to the group and then later said I thought it was a pretty good idea. Here's where you edit in last week's episode where you said those things. That's not going to happen. (laughs) I have from our Discord on 424-21. What about a show where we pitch or select games that would make good movies? Danish, that's not bad. (laughs) Jeff, I'm into that. Already have a Destiny one locked and loaded that's shared with a lot of the fan base. My idea, no credit given. In fact, not even no credit given. Danish just straight up stole it as his own idea. Oh, is that say, what did I say? The royal we like, hey, we are gonna do this. No, or did you I said say, I, I have a. I personally have this idea. Yes, that is that is that is what happened. Also on that episode, third grievance, Jeff discussed what your guys's Star Wars themed Halloween would be. No consideration to me whatsoever. You we guys talked said about we should all- Star Wars Halloween. I don't even remember it, this shit anymore. It was the. <laughs> it was a. Uh, our group cosplay. Your group cosplay. Oh, you that was my I, I idea. Was the, I was the Wookiee with the Gatling gun. Yeah, the machine gun Wookiee. And you said, oh, we'll, that guy was we'll, awesome. We'll said, we'll all go as Star Wars. It'll be great. Uh, Jeff will be this. <laughs> Danish will be this. Star Wars. Jeff will be this. 
Moving on. Like, it's okay, like, not okay, even part yeah, of the but team. When, the, when the Millennium Falcon takes off, the crew is the people on the Millennium Falcon, and you weren't on it. That wasn't. That isn't even an instance where you said the whole crew. You just you said let's all. And I just thought you guys thought more. All right, all right, all right. Do you want a fucking you want a fucking Star Wars character? Tognath. I already have it picked out. Tog. <laughs> all right, let's look it up. Let's look, look up Tognath. Fucking Tognath. I mean, he looks like you. Yeah. He's he's cool. He's all right. Tognath's all right. Uh, he'd also be he looks like a Prometheus. He'd also be great DLC for like a for like a Last Jedi style. Uh, you know. Guys, wait, listen listen to this shit. The Tognaths the Tognath species were a distant genetic relative to the Keldor and Gan species. Tognath hatch from eggs that are nurtured in a suspension jelly. While in that jelly, two or more eggs, not necessarily from the same parent, sometimes grafted together, thus creating a bond that continued through the life of the egg mates. Members I the thought we were- had a bond that would continue <laughs> through the life of the podcast, and we do not. <sighs> members of the he chose Tognath for a reason. Members of the species wore a breathing apparatus to process the oxygen content in the planet's atmosphere. I just wanted that was important. Yeah, well, yeah. Bane mask. You know, you got to get that in there. Anyway, that's my grievances. What do they look well, like Dan, without the how, mask? How do you feel with your grievances aired? Um, I feel better. Have, okay, good. Do you feel heard? Yeah, you're gonna cut all that, aren't you? No, this is all going to go up the, at the end of the, in the credits. Um, <laughs> so that nobody hears it. I understand. No, nobody, no one will hear your airing of grievances. I wonder, do you think people listen to Well, you haven't done it in a while, and I think that's why we stopped, because we don't know if people are... We're just sort of screaming out in the void most of the well, time. Well, I actually... The last time I did it was my story that Jeff cut me off and wouldn't let me finish. Oh, yeah. And then I finished it at the end of the credits. And that time, I did actually put it in the description that stay tuned after the credits. And usually I do, so like... I will probably put in the description. Stay tuned for the after the credits for Dan's grievances. Don't I mean like when you guys listen to podcasts, don't you just let it run until it's over? Yeah, I usually do. So yeah. people probably listen to that garbage. Uh yeah, but if I hear credits music, that's a little bit different. Mm, that's true. Like people might want to, if it's a story based podcast, which is basically what we are at this point. <laughs> whoa, whoa! You want to get to that next step, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, also, sometimes the phone's not near me or I don't want to pull it out of my pocket and I'll, and then it'll just keep going. I just, I won't stop I just it. throw my headphones across the room. Or like, if you're going to stop it, you look <laughs> and see how much time's remaining. I love know. the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the pitch. All right, let's move on to the pitch for this week.